Okay, let's practice this thing here. Let's do a, 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 a brief start it off. Because I want to go right in well, from How this. do I sound? How do I sound? You sound great. Because it. Go. Okay, I switched where I was. Where I was. Laurie, I'm really. Let me lower this volume here. It's a little loud. Okay. Wow, Laurie. I can't believe that Boulet Brothers actually invited us into the to the set of Dracula. I know it's it's really exciting. I I didn't think there'd be this much glitter in the cave, so <laughs> it's a little fun. Yeah. Oh wait, there's a little bottle here that says "Drink Me." I guess I should just drink well, it. Well, I mean. Yeah, just drink it, dude. I mean, obviously, there's a bottle that says drink me. That's what you do. Hold on, let me open it. Oh, my God. It's blood. Oh, my God. Oh. It says period blood. Lori, you should drink this. No, you should. You should totally drink it. I think they, I think, hey, you're the one who said you should drink it. So I think you should drink it. Hello, Uglies. (laughs) Welcome to... Dragula! Oh. Okay, well, it'll be different when we do it. Okay, here we go. Wow, Lori, I can't believe the Boulet brothers invited us to their set of Dragula. Yeah, it's, I mean, it looks really creepy. I I don't know, man, I got like a weird feeling about this. I, I feel like something's going to happen. Wait, who are those two figures walking towards us really slowly? I, I probably won't be able to tell till about five seconds from now because the tall one seems to be walking in a weirder way. So. Hello, uglies. Oh, of course. Oh, wait. What, uh, look, at it's Dracomorta from the Boulet Brothers. That's oh. right. And I have a special surprise for you. Today, you're dressing up as completely gross, fat pigs. And I see you took the instructions well. Uh, actually, I yeah. just dress like me. Yeah, I mean, I I I dress all this like this all the time. So I actually didn't know that we were part of the competition. So. Oh well, welcome to Dragula. Welcome to Hello Uglies, a Dragula recap show for season one, episode three, titled. Zombies in Death Valley. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one really ghoulish co-host from the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and a podcast that apparently never comes out (laughs) with Maria and Lori. Please say hello, uglies, the Lori Roggenkamp. We're doing a slow burn. You know how podcasts, you just want to like publicize it, but then never release it. Yeah. It's uh, it's Axl Rose's third album, actually. I don't know. <laughs> now, Lori, uh, I, you know, we're friends on Instagram. We, we are. And some would even say might be a little bit of a stretch, mm-hmm. but we're friends in real life sometimes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I saw that you went on a vacation with your Goyle friend, your beautiful Goyle friend, over the weekend. Why don't you tell us about it? Where'd you go? Yeah, we went to uh, Napa Valley. We went to a winery and did some wine tasting and rode bikes. And uh, and then we went to uh, Fresno. We went I to the Chicken you Wait, I can imagine you riding a bike. It wasn't very successful. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
didn't say that I did it successfully. Yeah. I, I actually, I will say that uh, by I say we rode bikes, I would say my girlfriend rode a bike and I walked. <clears throat> the problem with me is that I'm, I'm, t- I'm tall and I'm big. Mm-hmm. So people I, must think you're strong. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so because I'm tall, I have to have the seat raised up high, but uh-huh. because I'm big, mm-hmm. because it's so high, when I sit on it, it bends backwards. It like I literally <laughs> bend metal with my fat ass. <laughs> so throughout the throughout throughout the uh the bike ride, the seat will just slowly start entering me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's just like, oh god. So now did you rent these bikes or you own these bikes? No, we so we went to this place. This uh, I forgot the name of it, but it was a great little place um, in Calistoga, and they uh, they have bikes there, and you can do like two hours free. It was really nice. Well, that sounds cool. Uh, And then we went to uh, Fresno. We went to this place called the Chuck Chancy uh, Casino, which I didn't even know existed Mm -hmm. for a comedy festival, which I did not move on from. Oh, you didn't and. No, no, I did terribly. I we had eight minutes, and I had timed out all my bits. And I conceitedly was like driving with my girlfriend in the car. I was like, "Well, I can't. I have to cut it down because my jokes are gonna get so much laughter <laughs> that it's gonna eat up all of my time." Yeah, and so I did it, and I think I got did like five minutes twenty seconds, uh-huh. but. The problem was is that it was a big area. It was a huge. It was like a bar slash theater, mm-hmm. and the 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 audience was so far away that you couldn't hear laughter. <laughs> yeah, so no, is that what you're telling yourself? Yes. So let, let let me have this. So <laughs> so you couldn't hear laughter. So like I couldn't hear anybody laughing. I could see people kind of like smiling and laughing, but I yeah. couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, I don't know how to time myself, you know. So yeah. I think that's what screwed me up. And then, yeah, the two guys. There's this one guy, Darius. I forgot his last name, but I feel like he's gonna win the whole competition. But oh, why? <laughs> he's just really funny. I really think that he's gonna do really well. Uh, and then there's this other guy. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he did really well. Mm-hmm. But I also will say that, like, you know, it was like, I don't know. I just don't have the, I feel like I got to have more of a free-flowing kind of joke form. It was more just like, you know, they talked to the audience. Even though it was a competition, like, people were, t- they were talking to the audience. They were asking questions. Mm-hmm. Like, they were, d- it was just like, it, it was just, uh, it's just not my style. So I just was like, oh, I got to work on that. And yeah. also, I don't time my bits. Oh, you don't? I gotta really start timing, but anyways, but then we so we that happened, so we did that, and then uh, Saturday we went to up to Yosemite, mm-hmm. and then that was it. Now, who judges this competition? It was three judges, I don't know who the judges were exactly, no. but one of them was the host of the show, which by the way. He was really nice, but he I could also tell that he didn't necessarily find me funny because afterwards he goes, yeah, just keep, you know, doing whatever I guess you're doing. Oh, <laughs> my just, God. I was just like, okay, man, thanks. Thanks, dude. But he was super nice. And, uh, yeah, it was really nice. It was really nice. And uh, it was two shows. There was an 8 o'clock show and the 10 o'clock show. And then I went on in the 8 o'clock show. And then I was going to watch the 10 o'clock, but then I, I realized that, I 
I thought that they were going to announce the winners later. So I was like, oh, I guess we got to watch the 10 o'clock. And then as soon as they announced the winners at the 8 o'clock show, I was like, I'm out of here. Like, I just went. My girlfriend and I went and got dinner. And then we just now, watched TV. Now, where did you guys get dinner? Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I have a lot of questions. One, where did you guys get dinner? Like, what do you, where do you, where is your guys' go to place to have dinner? Well, we just went to a, a cafe at the casino. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was having, because I was having a hard time breathing because I did that bit what? where I, I oh, the, yell yeah, uh-huh. that I'm president. Mm-hmm. And which I feel like got no laughs, which made it even worse. Yeah. <laughs> but my girlfriend said that there were people laughing, and I was like, all right, well, whatever. Uh, but then we went to, and then I couldn't really breathe after that. Like I was having such a hard time breathing and I was like, I wonder what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that you can't smoke, you can, you can smoke in the casino. So I couldn't like catch my breath. So we went, they were like, oh, well, there's this rest, there's this cafe in the casino that's non-smoking. Well, what they don't tell you is that it's just that people don't smoke in the, in the cafe. Like the air is still filtering through Mm because they don't have doors or anything. Mm -hmm. So we went there, but she likes more like, um, like Asian food. She likes like, I guess what people would call good food. (laughs) She likes, she likes good food. She likes Uh Asian food. She likes, you know, things with flavors. I'm more just like, if you give it anything with a cream and a sauce and like Uh a salt, yeah, I can, I like savory, but I like heavy cream. Like I was like. The the best dish that I had that whole trip was mm-hmm. the cafe, the casino cafe. We got I got chicken fettuccine mm-hmm. at yeah. the casino cafe, and that was the best dish I had the whole time. Mm-hmm. But like we went to this restaurant in Napa Valley called Shed, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be like this really expensive restaurant, and like they had all these like really fun dishes. But yeah, it was uh, it was fun. I we did wine tasting, mm-hmm. but they didn't really tell you how to wine taste. So I just was like guessing. What do you mean how to do it? Wine taste? You taste the wine. What do you mean? Like oh, like what? Yeah, the, but like, like you're supposed like... to like. Aren't you supposed to like let like shake like stir it to let the aroma out or something? And then you're supposed to like swish it in your mouth and then you spit it out. And well, if you know how to do it, then why why do you somebody <laughs> tell you how to do it? Because I don't know like how you're supposed to do it. I just know I just know from watching TV. Mm-hmm. So well, it sounds like you're leading a really healthy life. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, I now probably have like lung cancer from just one mm-hmm. night at a casino. But you walk next to your bike, so that makes up for all of it. Now let me ask you this yeah. question: um, You don't have to speak for yourself. I don't want to invade to your private life. But is it true that lesbian? I'm trying because I'm trying to like educate people. Kind of like a gay man. I don't really know much. Is it true that lesbians scissor? No, I mean I've never done it, but it's mostly just because of the height and the just awkward position. Now, would would you get anything out of scissoring? I mean, would you get anything out of you and your and your boyfriend just rubbing the front parts of your like your crotches together? Mm-hmm. Like, would you get anything out of that? Well, what you could do, what I've done in the past, is yes, there are people who I actually know a guy. Well. Let me rephrase. I'm just I, saying that you would get the my answer. Sorry, my answer to the question is yeah. I mean, something would happen, but it's not. No, but there I, want, are I want you to listen to, to this. Do it. I want you to listen to this. Please stop. Okay. I want to tell you exactly in minute detail everything that happened with gay men. Okay. One, I have a friend who dated a guy who liked to do that, but my friend would always be like afterwards, like bruised, like he'd be bruised Ugh. on his abdomen because the guys, you know. 
swang, or I don't know what those things are called, um, penis, would be, like, jabbing up against his abdomen, and he would, like, bruise him because he would do it forcefully, right? Ugh. What often I have done is you take the penis. Let's say I'm on the bottom, right? I'm, uh-huh. like, lying on my back. They take my penis, I push it back, and then the guy gets on top, and then he puts it in between his legs so that the head of my penis rubs up against his, what in the medical community we call the taint. Okay? The head of yours, though. The head of my penis. And then that okay. feels good as it rubs up against his taint. I've done that. Is that sort of the same thing as scissoring? Yeah, I would say that's probably... I would say that's even might have more because of the pressure of the legs closing, but mm-hmm. I would say that's probably this, a similar thing to scissoring. Now, someone in the chat room asked, is this a docking story? What's docking? Do you know what that is, Lori? Oh, I feel like it's a male thing. Isn't it where the one, a get one guy puts the head of his penis into the, like if it's a circum, one guy's, I think I have to be uncircumcised, right? So one guy oh. puts the head of his penis into the other guy's penis, and they sort of like, because it's uncircumcised? I don't know. Look mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> well, I look, I know last week you discussed about your sexual attraction to me. and Yeah, uh, that's what I did. And uh, so I have... I'm uncircumcised. So in theory, someone could dock with me. If that's really, true, if that's truly what it is. Yeah. I've never done that. I don't see. What I didn't know that you were that for some reason. That's, that's interesting to me. Why is that interesting yeah. to you? I don't know. I just, I guess I just, maybe cause I've just, Oh, I don't know if I've ever met an uncircumcised dude. Well, yes, you so, have. Cause you've met me. Yeah. Do you want to see it? Uh, I'll show it to you right now. I mean, sure, why not? Okay, hold on. Here, me show you. There you go, there it is. Oh. You like it? Oh my god. I didn't know my foreskin spoke. I sure do. And I gotta gotta tell you something. You haven't been treating me right lately, bub. What do you mean I haven't treated you right? Two or three times a day, you like rub up against me till I throw up. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know that that made you vomit. Yeah, what? Do you, what do you think it is? Well, I just thought. Yeah, you, you thought that's exactly the problem. Now put me back where I belong. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hello, ugly. <laughs> oh, sorry, my labia was talking. <laughs> oh, what is your labia saying? You smell foreskin. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't realize my lady could smell. I didn't realize it had an olfactory gland. Yeah, keep me away from her. <laughs> Let me at it. Let me at it. Ah, put me away. Put me away, Dad. Wait, I'm going to go come. Oh, my God. What, oh, Lori? God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God, I didn't know. I didn't know, Lori, that that's what you were working with. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and scene. Okay. <laughs> that answers why I don't scissor. So. <laughs> oh, J. Thomas playing in the chat room had a good point. He said, Bumping uglies. 
That should be the name of our uh, new show that we make about my foreskin and your uterus. Oh my god, that should we should do a podcast where we just talk about sex. It's called Bumpin' Uglies. Yeah. <laughs> we just talk about ha- us trying to have sex with each other. Yeah. Just literally. <laughs> I'm announcing a new show now on Afterthought Media. Lori Roggenkamp and Joe Batanz talk about sex called Bumping Uglies. Uh, oh, that'd be funny. Here it is. Yeah! Hi, everyone! Now it's time for Bumping Uglies! With Lori and Joe! To this today's episode, we're going to be talking about scissoring, foreskin, docking, and no, rub- Joe, when I when I use scissors, they tend to get rusted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, wow! So that's the kind of uh, madcap um, sex talk you can expect here on Bumpin' Uglies uh, every Monday at uh, three thirty p.m. here here on Afterthought Media. Okay, there we go. We've not gotten to this fucking show yet, by the way. We do, and I have to poop, so if we can move. <laughs> what? I, I mean, I do eventually have to poop, but I just want to move things along. All right, here we Give go. Give it a sense of urgency. All right. This... Much like the beginning of the episode gave a real sense of urgency. <laughs> <laughs> this week, the ghouls don their best zombie Japanese anime rabbit couture in front of the Boulain brothers and guest judge a shitty fake skeleton. Vander and Melissa B. Fierce are named the co-winners of the challenge, while Loris and Foxy Ajua, or however you say her name, were in the bottom two. And an unprecedented move, the Boulain brothers asked winner Vander Van Odd to volunteer for the extermination challenge for no apparent reason. For the elimination challenge, the three queens were forced to eat pig brains. Loris gave a speech while Vander and Foxy devoured the brains. But in the end, Foxy Azua was murdered by the Boulay brothers. Lori Roggenkamp named two things you liked about this episode and one thing you did not. Uh, I would say that this is probably my favorite episode. Oh, really? So far. The two things I like, I loved... Uh, oh, who is the... I think it's Meatball. I love Meatball when she was trying. She's killed that guy. Oh yeah. The the and she was eating his butt. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, or it's. I think it might be the other one. I think it might be Frankie. Frankie Doom. Doom. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, he's the one that ate the butt. Um. Yeah, he yeah. Frankie Doom. Yeah, him eating the butt. There was something that really made me laugh. Oh, my one of my favorite at scenes in the in the show, which I know is a bitchy thing to say, but when Frankie Doom was walking down the street mm-hmm. at the beginning and they I honestly felt like they could not or it was Meatball, right? Meatball no. was the one who might have been No, Frankie No, it Doom. was Frankie Doom. Mm-hmm. Frankie Doom was walking down the street and I felt like they honestly were like they didn't know if it was Ursula or Frankie Doom. <laughs> They were like, because when I was like, here she is. And then they were like, oh, oh. So like, oh yeah, look, there there she is. Because um, they were just talking about whether or not Ursula was going to make it. And then Frankie Doom walks down. They're like, oh, here she is. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> just started laughing. Oh, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> and Andrew Von Odd, I would say just the, her, the fact that she agreed to, which I think that that them doing that was bullshit but she she went and she did it and she owned and she rocked it and uh i feel like she should have won something yeah she but um yeah i think i i feel like um she's gonna win the whole thing because she's just i think she's just great Mm -hmm. now what was the one thing you didn't like 
Um, I just don't. I I don't get Loris. Like, I just feel like Loris is just like that bunny outfit. I looked up like a little bit of anime or Japanese zombie stuff and i did not understand like it i was just like what inspiration and the fact that she then also was like well um i took my inspiration from <laughs> japanese zombies so like that's why it doesn't really re- resonate with you guys it's like mm-hmm. well then you know maybe you should have done something fucking different and then the fact that she had to give like a full two minute speech mm-hmm. She was doing, and then and it was like the most anticlimactic speech because then they had to wait like forty minutes or (laughs) forty seconds for her to take off her makeup, and it's just like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, so I just don't. Loris is really bugging me, so I'm I'm excited for her. And I the they did a preview at the end Mm -hmm. where uh they I think it was for the Amazon one. They did a preview of what's to come next. Mm -hmm. Next episode, we find out that they ask the contestants who they think should go. And Melissa B. Fierce apparently gets in somebody's face and be like, bitch, you need to go. And I honestly think that's Loris. So. Oh yeah. Cause people don't like Loris. Yeah. Well, she met, met, mentioned again that she was vegan. Mm-hmm. She figured out a way to do it again. And then also like, she had that weird thing where when Ursula was gone, she said that she would miss the her smelling her. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Well, what yeah. I think is funny is she says, <laughs> you know, Loris is staying there. And she goes, actually, I think Ursula's going to stay. And they sent home Frankie. And then Frankie comes around the corner and Ursula like runs up to her and hugs her. Or Loris does? Yeah, Loris does. Sorry. Loris went up and up. Or do you think Loris went up and hugged her because she thought she was Ursula? I think she ran up. And I don't think they thought that that was Frankie. I honestly, because they were talking about Ursula. And then right when Frankie comes down the street, they go, oh, there's, there's that bitch. Or there mm-hmm. she is. Or something like that. And then Loris comes up to her and like all these people are sure. And then as soon as she's, you know, they start to recognize who she, who Frankie is, they go, they're like, you could just tell they're like, Oh, <laughs> it's Frankie. And that to me cracked me up. Cause it's just like, yeah, like there's just, now there's just like, there's way too many of the same type of person like Earth, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Uh, Two things I liked about the episode. I actually liked a lot of the outfits and makeup from a lot of the girls that across the board. They were all even even Loris's dumb rabbit. I thought the weakest one obviously was Foxy Ajoué, as I've been taught in the chat room how to say it. That Foxy Ajoué had the weakest one. It was just yeah. like a hanging eyeball out and then like a regular outfit. Um, with Loris's outfit, I I don't remember if it's this season, but I think it is this season when they do. I could be wrong though. I could be wrong for you Dragula nerds. I don't know if it's season one or season two, but in one of the seasons they did an Alice in Wonderland challenge. If it's this season, I wonder if that was her Alice in Wonderland challenge outfit. And she's like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it now. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, the rabbit outfit, I agree with the Boulet brothers. wasn't bad, but it wasn't right for the challenge. I don't even think it was that great. Like, I honestly was like, what's what's so interesting about it? Like it's an all white rabbit. Like the only thing that you could say was sort of interesting was the face, but it's like, okay, so what? Like there was nothing like really dynamic about it, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I guess I just don't like Loris. (laughs) The other thing I liked about this challenge, about this episode was whatever twink they got from precinct to come Oh, precinct, the name of the bar in downtown where they do the show that they got to come out for death Valley so fucking cute and so hot i was like i couldn't take i wasn't even watching what happened i was like oh my god he's so cute see that's i feel like that's why 
I know I'm gay because I literally was like just judging the crap out of his acting chops. And I was just like, really, dude, you can't put two more seconds into, you know, like it, it just literally would like look for something and then like stop and then just kind of wait for somebody to attack him. And I was just like, come on, man. Like you can't. So I just, but yeah, he was, he was kind of annoying. But yeah. And then the one thing I didn't like, um, I didn't like I didn't like the bullshit put Vander Van Odd in the extermination challenge just because No, that was dumb. I think my theory is and we'll probably talk about this later, my theory is that one, they realized he hadn't done an extermination challenge and that all because if you notice, all the girls who were in it last week were not in it this week. Yeah. So, so I so I think they were like, We have to have different people this week and Vander's never done it. So, yeah, that's what's going to be. And it also didn't make sense to me because it's like, well, if you've never seen her as a punky, like, filthy drag queen, create a challenge where that's needed. You know, like, why is it just her that you need to see? And so it's just weird. And then also, I, I hate I hate when competitions or any like any kind of show does that where they're like the main people are like, you don't have to. And it's like, oh. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, of course they have to. Yeah, they have like to. obviously they're not gonna say no. Yeah. So um yeah, I just think it's it, I thought it was bullshit. But I thought she wrecked like she totally killed it. And I will say that I as soon as I thought that it was that it I found out that it was brains or that it was meat, I was like, Oh, Loris is gonna lose. And then I went and looked at like fast to make sure because I was like, oh, I just want to see who just by any chance. And it was Foxy. Oh, sorry. Did I ruin? Sorry. No. I mean, I, if, if people are listening right now, they're like, also, didn't I say at the end who went home? Yeah. I went, I, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So it was Foxy. And then then I started. So then I watched it. When I watched it, I realized that, yeah, even though Loris took forever to actually do it, when she finally dug into it, she ate. She tried to eat, or she mm. ate part of the meat. If you watch Foxy, she's literally just like open mouth, like just uh, kind of like jabbing the meat. She's not even chewing. She just like literally like oh, putting her face saying. against it, shoving mm-hmm. her face against it, and that's mm-hmm. it. So, hmm. well, I think you... she thought that if she like looked like she was eating it, that that would be a bigger thing, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. Let's move on. The Boulay brothers sit in the middle of Death Valley during the opening as their manservant Israel holds an umbrella over them. They quote-unquote call the girls to summon them to Death Valley for the show. Next, waiting outside a precinct, the safe girls from the previous week discuss who might return and who might get exterminated. First one back is Sochi Mochi. Next, Melissa B. Fierce walks up to join the girls, and as the girls wonder out loud whether... Ursula or Frankie was eliminated, Frankie Doom saunters up in full face to reveal that Ursula Major had been murdered by the Boulay brothers. Um, back in Death Valley, the ghouls arrive in, like, strangely just very common SUVs. Yeah, and- where they do, like, a long shot, which I feel like they missed a big opportunity to show these people getting out of their car and going to the gas station <laughs> and freaking the crap out of these <laughs> people at the gas station, because it's like... <laughs> I looked it up. It's like a five-hour drive. So it's like, oh, I would have loved to have seen like just them terrifying a family in a caravan. Well, that's the thing, too, is I like that when they get out, like, Meatball says, like, where are we? (laughs) Right? And like, but you didn't see all the signs along the road where you were. And then also, I think it's Meatball. Let me look at my notes here. Meatball says, 
you can't see anything for miles. And then you look and they're in the desert and you can see totally for miles. What is she yeah. talking about? Also, there was a scene, there was a scene right before that where I think there was a giant sign that says, Welcome to Death Valley. <laughs> or I think it's like Bad Basin or something, which is the, the top bottom of Death Valley. But then the, my favorite part is you could tell that they were like, just pretend like you don't know where you are. And yeah. so like three of them were like, it's like we're like in the middle of nowhere. It's like and then another person would be like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Like I would call it like the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, they do say that twice. They the middle of it's, nowhere twice. It's like a different thing. So uh, next, the Boulay brothers come out and announce that the people dress as zombies that their challenge is to dress as zombies in the makeup trailer foxy is feeling insecure about her place in the competition and the other girls in the room do their best to boost foxy's self-esteem meanwhile meatball and sochi mochi discuss how ugly the mud wrestling challenge was that was the most pointless scene of all time there were two different conversations about the stupid mud wrestling yeah, they had it in the beginning and then they had it at that freaking thing it's like why do we need to rehash the same goddamn conversation again like Oh man! Although I would say that, like, I I do feel like my my wish is coming true. Where we're watching these what, these drag queens have to get ready in more and more like tight areas. <laughs> that's oh, that's right. That was one of your dreams. Yeah. So it's just like now it's in a mo- air streamer. It's just like <laughs> it just cracks me up. Oh, yeah. and then watching them try and get down the stairs when they opened up the airstream <laughs> to reveal their costume. Yeah. Oh, man. That there was, are these that monsters was... and the monsters that are like daintily trying to go down those like yeah. shitty aluminum steps. Literally <laughs> like, wh- I, what's her face? Uh, meatball with her, with her evil queen outfit oh, bursts open the doors and then goes, ca- is like, careful. careful. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have a big, I, when we bring it up, I have a big issue with the, uh, with them, with the hunting of the guy with oh, the two. I, I think I know what you're going to say. Maybe yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, there's something I want to bring up too, but I, I wonder if it's the same thing. Uh, did you have anything to say? But we just talked about right now about besides the. Um, by the way, they're waiting outside of Precinct, which is the Boulay Brothers' home bar in downtown Los Angeles. And I think it's so. It's probably scarier there when they are in downtown Los Angeles than it is in Death Valley. In like four in the morning or something. Yeah. Like it was like pitch black. I felt so bad for them. They had to show up in like full regalia, mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting outside, like you know, in the in the streets of Los Angeles. Yeah, I would have been more terrified there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was it was it was so funny. Uh, I will say that yes, I I know that Meatball's outfit didn't necessarily fit the challenge, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I I was like. It's one of those things I feel like it's the reverse of Loris. I think you just have to like the person. Because, like, Loris I just find annoying. So her bunny outfit, I was just like, it's dumb. I don't get it. With uh, Meatball, they were still like, hey, look, your outfit doesn't necessarily match. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't match. But, like, she sold it, you know. I also feel like Loris's attitude was like, I'm a bunny. So I'm just going to go, like, nibble. And then also, like, do, like, weird, you know, poses. And that was it. So I was just kind of like, ugh. Uh, do you have anything else to say about what we just talked about now with the makeup trailer, the arrival, the Boulay brothers, how they looked? Israel, I know you always like to talk about Israel and what he's doing at any one point. Oh man, the, the preschool teacher. Yeah, he. I will say this: he is an attractive man. I he don't. Is. You know I, what? Yeah, he doesn't. I don't. He doesn't do it for me. But but hold hold is there's a bonus episode on the Amazon series 
where uh-huh. you, they have like it's the worst. It's like they go, oh, bonus clips, like edited material, and you're like deleted scenes. You're like I didn't need to see this. But one of them is um, Israel must work on the crew when he's not being Israel. And oh so really? They just have him in normal clothes, and he's much more attractive in normal clothes. Like he's actually stunning in normal clothes. So really, mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, he he cracks me up. I also just think it's funny that they're trying to be scary. The Blue Belay brothers are trying to be scary, but they just come off more as annoyed. You know, like they're trying to be like menacing and terrifying and mm-hmm. stuff, I guess. But they're just like anytime, every single time they do, they're like enough. And it's just like, I feel yeah. like they're just constantly just like, you know, they look like they're annoyed with everybody. But I think it's their way of trying to seem like they're scary and terrifying. Yeah. But name, it doesn't come off. It's, it just seems like they're like, you know, they've just gotten out of a five hour car ride and they're just like, all right, we're done. <laughs> Let's move on. All right, next, the Boulay brothers start the floor show by introducing the guest judge for the week, a shitty Party City skeleton. I will say I laughed really hard when (laughs) they did that. Did you really? Just the way that the skeleton was was positioned, I did did have a – I did think it was a little funny. Especially since we, like, kind of – I remember when we last time we kind of, like, reamed on them for having the the one judge, like, sit alone. I felt like that's what I felt. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the looks. Uh, are you okay? Yeah, sorry, okay. I just got something caught in my throat. Let's talk about the looks. Look, Melissa B. Fierce, she, like, I had to analyze this, because they never actually say what the looks are for most of them, but it seems like Melissa B. Fierce was a pregnant Mexican woman with a dead fetus attached to her by the umbilical cord, what I left still pregnant, though. Yeah, and then also that she was, like, eating the fetus but then like also throwing it at people so well yeah that's what i loved is that like it's not only is her baby dead but she's using it as a weapon to kill people yeah like she's but then also it's like at one point is that is that baby gonna be just it's like like move on from the the baby's dead like the baby's not gonna (laughs) offer you nutrients anymore Oh, yeah, she's still yeah. chewing. I see what you're saying. Yeah, she's still chewing. Because we kind of we, we kind of got we kind of skyped out there for yeah. a second. Anyway, um, but yeah, so she, yeah, at a certain point, you just run out of like flavor or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like chewing gum. It's like the you know the baby's lost its luster. Move on. <laughs> um, let me ask you this question: What do you think lasts longer, the flavor of the dead baby or fruit stripe gum? Oh. That's a toss-up. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say I think the flavor of the dead baby. Oh, yeah. I think dead baby flavor. Fruit stripe gum, I feel like, I think if you, it would be a toss-up. It was dead baby flavored fruit stripe gum mm-hmm. or dead baby flavor because I think it would be tough. But I just think it sticks to you more. Fruit well, stripe gum is just more of a preview. Yeah, I feel like fruit stripe gum, the flavor fades before you even put it in your mouth. Yeah, I I remember when I was a kid and I would suck. I wouldn't even chew. I'd just suck on the the stick part of it and then just throw it away. It'd be like no sense in moving my mouth, wasting all those useless calories. Yeah, when I could just suck on endless fruit sticks. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I will say I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was insane. Because I was like. I thought this was so weird to, well, for me it was, that Melissa B. Fierce was the one who told Foxy Azu to use the uh, 
foundation for her poop costume last oh, time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Foxy as you had, apparently she left all of her stuff in her car. And so her thing was just to go out there and just apparently in like a felt onesie, just like gyrate around. And the whole reason she moved on was because Melissa B. Fierce was like, you should use foundation as poop. And so oh. I just feel like the reason why she didn't really like move on as much is like I honestly felt like she had more confidence in her attire this time. I feel like they were right. I feel like they she felt like that that would speak to it, so she didn't really have to do as much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't but, know what yeah. they were saying. Now, now I'm glad you clarified that. I didn't understand what they were saying. Now, actually, so there were two. Everyone should know. That there were two parts to this uh, floor show. There was a part that was just a looks, right? They came out and they just showed off their looks. Yeah. And then there was another part where they had to hunt down this go-go boy twink and kill him. And in Melissa B. Fierce's case, she used the umbilical cord of her dead fetus to strangle him. Is that what it was? And beat him with the dead fetus baby? I think so. Yeah. I think she... Yeah. And then she was the first one, right? Because she was the one who ran up to the car. Yeah. Yeah. She... Yeah, I felt like I see. I think they had it planned out, which makes it oh, weirder to me. You think they had it planned? You you don't think the guy you thought, you thought people think that the guy was really trying to start a car and get out of there? <laughs> no, I mean, of <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, is like I think, but because what I'm what I'm trying to say is like the so the competition, uh-huh. the way that they set it up was like they were like. They they said something like we want it to be really gay, mm-hmm. really queer, and like really scary or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. But they were telling them to sort of like do their thing, but then like especially with Loris's thing when he walked up with a fake hand, obviously a fake hand, I was like, "Hi, buddy!" Like I, I never like that to me totally threw me because I was like, "Really? You see a tall man sized bunny in in the desert? A white?" stark white bunny that's the size of a man mm-hmm. the in the desert and your first thought is to walk up to it and go hi bunny like i just like oh my god so but then like then he, he loris just pulls the arm and that's it so i think that they had like a plan which to me i feel like kind of threw everything out what they were saying in the beginning it wasn't improvised they weren't work it's like they had already set out to what they were gonna do so it wasn't necessarily like they had to showcase their talents. They just worked within the framework of what they were given. So I feel like it sort of set some people up for failure and some people up for success. Mm-hmm. And I will get to my biggest issue <laughs> yes. if you want yes. with it, which is that the two fat people in the show are the ones who have to like go through walls. <laughs> I was gonna be like they were like the Kool-Aid man. Yes, that yeah. was that was my thing too. Was okay. So wait, before you get to this, let me let me go through everybody. Okay. Frankie Doom comes out as a weird teeth monster. He has these really scary, gross teeth. And yeah. he has to chase down the twink and eat out his butt. That was my favorite. Yes. Loris was a Japanese anime bunny rabbit who she's right. It's the worst fake hand in the history of all fake hands. Like you It wasn't s- even attached. <laughs> like it was- wasn't it literally like he had a loose hand and he like moved jostled it over. Oh so annoying. Yeah, if you haven't seen the show, you gotta just find the part where the guy had the fake hand and Loris drove it up. It is like he might have just handed her a fake hand. He literally did. He handed her a fake hand, and then Loris just, like, 
look, gets up and takes it and then just screams. <laughs> and that's it. That was her whole thing. It's like, oh, my God. And then the funniest part was at the end of the thing, she goes, oh, I feel like I, I don't feel like I should be in the bottom. I'm totally shocked. I was like, really? What did you think you did? Like, oh, my God. Okay. Foxy Ashway was a Moulin Rouge French dancing whore, according to um, Swan Thule. Sochi was a – oh, and what, how did she – she just goes – it's really lazy, actually. She just, like, kisses him and attacks him and kisses him. She, like – kind of awkwardly like gyrates like moves her face she did the same thing with his with his face that she did with the brains where she just kind of mashed her face and moved it around yeah it was weird but she didn't she also like was she the one who tackled him from behind like you don't even see her coming up you just literally see him walking and then she attacks him from behind maybe and then there's sochi mochi is the latin pop star what does she do she's another one i think she just like Fake has sex with him or something? What did she Yeah, do? she like mauls. I forgot what she did, but she. Oh no! Didn't she eat his she, foot? Yeah. Is that him or is that? Oh, that, oh, is that the one where he's bandaging like half of his foot, like the like he's bandaging a foot, but like puts like one strip around <laughs> and then just waits for somebody to attack him, <laughs> like he did with all the other ones. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, oh, and then the water scene. Was that? Who wait, was that? That was that's the one. That's with Vander. Well, hold on. Meatball, she busts through a wall as an old, fat Victorian, maybe opera singer. You're saying a queen, right? And then she literally, like, rides him like they're having sex. And I think that kills him. Yeah, she fucks him to death. Yeah, and then Vander Van Odd attacks him because he drank water. She, He goes, he finds a water bottle <laughs> in a van <laughs> That's full. <laughs> like, and then he, instead of drinking it, just pours it all over his body. And I'm just like, okay. I'm so, gay, right. I, I'm so gay I didn't even notice that or care. I, mean, I, I, I will say that that was the first time I was definitely watching this and going like, this is for gay men. Like, yeah. this is not for all of queer society. This is strictly for gay men. Because I, I was even, like, there's nothing about this that I find interesting. Until you said that right now, I had no idea. I thought he actually drank... The water. No, he literally just poured. He didn't even open his mouth until like it, the bottle is halfway dr- down his body. Like he literally like pours it all over his face and down his body. It's like he's gonna take like a weird shower with it, and then uh, uh, Vander von Odd comes out. Okay, so what were your thoughts on the looks on the on the on the killing of the twink? What were your thoughts on all that? I actually don't agree with the Boulet brothers about uh, Vander Von Aude. I liked her mask. I thought that it, I thought it worked really well. I thought it had a, a fun. I think the thing is, is like when you get close up, it looks different. But when it's far away, like when you're filming stuff, wait, no, it looks good. They liked, they liked Vander Von Aude's look. No, they didn't like. No, her they mask. liked the look. Remember they, they said no, they didn't yes. like the mask. No, they liked the mask. They just felt. She shouldn't have worn a mask because they wanted to see her makeup skills. Uh, I think that it. I think it actually showcased her makeup skills because she knew that from far away, like having that mask and having that kind of like three D, more of a three D image look. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that that really helped her. So I thought it made her look different. I think their point um, was that it was just too easy. She sort of copped out. Like anyone could get a mask. Well, she, I like. I thought that her reasoning was interesting, where she was just like, "Yeah, I just wanted to be comfortable." <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. I'm gonna be in the desert. It's hot. Um, um, I really loved. I will say, I really loved uh, Frankie Doom. I loved the the teeth. I thought that was really cool. 
Um, but how is that any different I, from a mask? Because I think he had to put it on. I don't know. Well, oh, one of the things I forgot to mention that annoyed me about the the talk in the airstreamer when they're talking about the stupid wrestling for like the seventieth time mm-hmm. was that Frankie Doom and uh, uh, Sochi Mochi when they were in different. You kept seeing them look, and they kept touching the same spot on their face. Like Sochi Mochi was doing her eyes, and then. Uh, uh, Frankie Doom was doing her uh, face and kept touching it like, oh, I'm just checking to make sure. And it's just like, I felt like they were done with their makeup, but they still had to talk. Oh. So they were like trying to be like, oh, I'm still doing it. So they kept touching the same spots in there. Um, but who did I... I would say probably like Frankie Dooms. I don't know. Melissa B. Fierce, I just felt like her face didn't really match the rest of her body. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really like that. And then Sochi Mochi was like, oh, I, I know I know zombies. I know that this is, I'm going to shine. And then I felt like she was like so many different zombies. She was like a rock star zombie, but then she's also like a Mexican luchador zombie. <laughs> yeah. And then, so I felt like she kind of tried to shove so many different zombie looks into one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, I thought this was, that's why I thought it was the best. I thought, I liked that they had two different competitions. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like one thing and then uh, like 40 minutes of judging. Yeah. And then I also liked, um, you know, that they were making them more active. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, for right now I can't think of anything else. I just I thought was I thought it was kind of bullshit that the two two fat women or two fat drag queens had to be the ones who go th- burst through walls. <laughs> the Kool Aid Man. It's like almost like they were like, "Well, you're big, just burst through the wall. That'll be fun." So <laughs> exactly what it was. All right, down to the judgment. The the Boulet brothers named Melissa B. Fierce and Van, Vander Van Ott as co winners of the challenge, and they placed Foxy Azure and Loris in the bottom two. In a strange twist, the Boulet brothers ask Von, Vander Von Odd to consider volunteering for the extermination challenge for no apparent reason, even though I think we've discussed this to death. Vander, of course, agrees to do the extermination challenge. Now, what happens is the queens, Loris, Foxy, and Vander are tasked with eating pig brains. Foxy and Vander dig right in while Loris gives a bizarre speech about her veganism before licking the brains. Now, you actually, I feel I just saw her licking the brains, but we'll come back to that. Um, she tried to eat it. No. Oh, yeah. We'll come she did that. try to eat it. And then finally, that you know, everyone talks about, well, I don't know who's going to go home. And then we learn Foxy Ajue is walking through the club when she sees a dollar bill. She picks it up. Then she sees another dollar bill and picks that up. She follows the trail of dollar bills into a meat locker. On her hands is, and knees. On her hands and knees, where she is locked inside by the Boulet brothers. She meets her untimely end, frozen to death, and eliminated from the competition. Clutching four dollars that she repeatedly <laughs> yeah. counts over and over again, just to, I guess, make sure that she still has the money. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, don't you think it'd be easier just to call them and say, "Listen, we're not going to have you back in the challenge." Yeah, it's, I it's, feel it's, like I feel like what I love about that is I feel like they literally brought like five different death scenes to Foxy, and she's like, "I don't want to get my hair dirty. I don't want to get. I don't want to get shoved in a toilet. I don't want to get tied to anything." Yeah, and we're like. All right, but what about you just become like a um, money hungry woman and you get trapped in a freezer? All right, as long as I get to just sit there, I was like, <laughs> done. But 
then she like shoves money in her mouth, which I'm like, oh, that's so, so gross. dirty. I know. So, what were your thoughts on the judgment, on the extermination challenge, on the actual extermination? Like, what were we? You, you really given us? You you agree? Well, you agree that Melissa B. Fierce and Vanderpan are the best, or no? You don't agree. I don't think Melissa B. Fierce was the best. I think Vander Van Odd should have just won it outright. If mm-hmm. anything, I think that if Frankie Doom and Vander Van Odd should have been... I think Frankie Doom did a thousand times better than... Uh, I mean, she had to go... She had to burst through a wall, for God's sakes. <laughs> like, like a shitty cardboard wall that was just Yeah, dead. she had to burst through a shitty cardboard wall, and then she like actually made it fun. You know, like Mm -hmm. she, which is what they asked her to do in the, in the thing. They asked them to make it fun and creepy and weird. And she did. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was good. I think that, um, I think they could have put up meatball as uh, to go up for extermination. I don't necessarily think she should have gone home, but I thought it was weird that they didn't put up anybody, but then ask Vander Van Odd to voluntarily go into elimination. Um, and then, yeah, I I think my favorite thing about I forgot to write it down, but I wanted to write it. But when Melissa B. Fierce is asked about Loris's, she goes, "It wasn't important for her to say that, but she <laughs> did it anyways." And yeah, I think she's going home. <laughs> it just cracked me up. <laughs> and did you agree with Foxy and Loris being in the bottom? Yes. Okay. I thought Loris should have gone home. I mean, I well, after rewatching it. When I found out that you know, like going back and looking at it, mm-hmm. Foxy was not eating the the pig brains. I she was literally that. just I mashing she, her face against. The I pig thought she brains. was eating it, and then when I was looking at Laura's, it looked like she was just licking it. it I didn't she was eat it. trying to eat it, but she was like, you know, because she hadn't eaten meat in forever, and so mm-hmm. she was like so disgusted with herself that she had to eat it. Mm-hmm. But she she was trying to eat it, but she um she just got sick. But I think because of the reason. Because of the fact that Foxy just didn't even eat the pig brains, then I think that that's why she went home. Also, I think her outfit, too. They said they were judging you based off your outfit and your your reaction to eating. And so I think that even though I don't feel like the outfit should have been judged, I feel like her just her lack of outfit again kind of hurt her in that in that extermination. Now, what did you think of Loris's uh, speech that she gave? She was like, oh, for uh, the of two years, I want it to be known that I have not eaten meat in two years. But t- fuck it. Yeah. I'm doing it She today. said, I have voluntarily not eaten meat in over two years. Which, to me, is like not that braggadocious. Like, it's like almost like saying, like, okay, like, you know, like, I, it would be like, I feel like two years is not really that much of a thing. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be like if it was six years, I'd be like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it's two years. And then she, I felt like she would have had more of a point to it if she mm-hmm. had started doing things while she was talking, mm-hmm. but she said all that. She sat on the table. She said all that. And then she, then she said, but I'm not going home. And then she started taking off her gloves and her makeup. I think she was trying to so beat something for, for TV. So, yeah, I think what? Trying, I think she was trying to do something for TV or something. No, but I think if she had started taking off her gloves and her makeup while she was talking, 
I think it would have been a better point. Like yeah. if she had started doing that right away, I think then she could have gotten in. And I think that would have been a better, but I I agree with Melissa B. Fierce. I think that it wasn't important that she did that. I think she just did it to kind of, I honestly think that probably saved her because mm-hmm. she was like, she made a show of it. Yeah. You know, she was like, Hey, I've, I haven't eat, eaten meat, but I'm not going to, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win mm-hmm. except for, you know, what it actually takes to win. Um, but all right. Any final thoughts on the episode? Uh, yeah. I just I hope Loris goes home. Um, but I'm actually excited to see, you know, what happens next. I think that uh, it's getting like it, it's actually getting more like the makeup thing and mm-hmm. what they're doing. And I think Vander Van Ott is is pretty great. And I actually do like Meatball and Frankie Doom. And uh, so I hope that they don't go home. Yeah. Just yet. But yeah, I'm I'm I mean I'm not yeah, I'm excited. All right. I don't think there's really anybody except for Loris that I'm like definitely I think after Loris goes, I think then that'll be like the when the real competition starts cuz then it, I think it'll be like everybody's there yeah to win. So. Yeah, I think the most interesting part. All right, well, that concludes this week's episode of the Dragula Recap Show. Join us next week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct Dragula Season 1. So, for Lori Rockenkamp and myself, so long, Agnes. <laughs>